What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Fortress of Comictude podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. We have a very special guest today. You know him from uh, comics like Jupiter Jet and Geek History Lesson podcast, his videos on YouTube. He's got a cool new book coming out that he wants to talk to you guys about. And uh, we got Jason Inman on the show this week. Jason, thanks for joining the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I love getting to talk to geeks about comics, so this is a pleasure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's the best, right? Yes. <laughs> so you have a book coming out called Super Soldiers that's uh, uh, not only a, a personal book for you, but also gets to showcase your nerddom and your, your uh, geekery knowledge. And that's coming out here in a couple weeks, right? Yes, it comes out on June 18th. It's available for pre-order right now on Barnes & Noble and Amazon, everywhere you can buy books. Uh, oh, cool. I'm very excited about it. Awesome, cool. So... Um, just in case, I mean, I know you've been doing a lot of the, the, the podcast circuits and stuff these last few weeks, but just in case anybody that's uh, checking out this show isn't aware of what the book's kind of about, why don't you uh, kind of give everybody a rundown of what uh, what Super Soldiers is all about? Well, Super Soldiers is a nonfiction book where each chapter I take a different comic book character that has served in the military, in the United States military, not the foreign military. And I analyze how writers have used their stories in terms of their military service and their comic book adventures. And by the end of each chapter, I judge whether or not they are a good representation of the United States military because I myself am a U.S. Army veteran. I served in Operation Iraqi Freedom. And the book also interjects a lot of my personal military stories. So if you're looking for a different perspective on some of these very famous comic book characters that have served in the United States military, then Super Soldiers is the book for you, my friends. That's such an awesome concept, man. I, I that's something that uh, I, I I'm just when I first heard what it was kind of going to be, I was like, man, I don't think there's anything out there like that. Thanks. Well, that's kind of the reason why I pitched it that way, and and the reason why I kind of ended up writing the book because I could have just written a pop culture book about you know, military superheroes and just told you their origins and told you their things. But you can get that from Wikipedia. I want to like critically analyze who these people are. Are their military origins used to good effect, bad effect? Do these characters even act like veterans from these various services should act? Some do, some don't. And then along the way, again, like I, I found myself telling a lot of my personal military story where can when can talking about certain military comic book characters so where did uh where did the original you know idea kind of come from and how long has this been something you've been kind of putting together uh i came up with the original idea last summer okay so about about a year ago it was about august of last year is when i came up with this idea um and i don't really remember what the original nugget of the idea was, uh, excuse me, I just dropped something. And, uh, <laughs> um, but I, I was looking for, I knew I wanted to write a nonfiction book of some type and I was kicking around a lot of ideas and this was one that just seemed to stick. That's awesome, man. And like I say, and the idea of like incorporating it with your own experiences and stuff too, makes it obviously, like you said, not something that you can really get from anywhere else. Yeah. It's what it, I mean, that's, what most people will tell you 
is the one thing that you can put into every product that nobody else can. And that's you, a piece of yourself. You're the thing that makes everything you do unique. Same with your podcast. For sure. I think when a lot of people think of, uh, you know, veteran comic book characters, they like the, the easy ones are like, oh, Captain America, you know what I mean? Characters mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, with you being such a, uh, you know, I don't want to like label you too much or whatever, but like you're comic book aficionado, basically. You know your stuff. Sure. Um, <laughs> I will, I will uh, accept your designation. <laughs> was it fun to kind of get some more of those like, deep pull characters and stuff that you get a pull from like who are some of the more i guess obscure characters that people probably wouldn't think of that feature in the book well let me ask you have you ever heard of gravedigger uh very briefly no Nope. Okay, so Gravedigger is a DC Comics war character because back in the day, war comics, romance comics, and Western comics sold the most. And Gravedigger is a character from our Minute War. It's an, it was an anthology war series. It's kind of one of the similar sister series to uh, where Sergeant Rock came from. Um, okay. And he, of course, is an African-American soldier who at the time wanted to fight in World War II, but he couldn't because uh, the United States Army was very racist. and didn't believe that everybody was equal and he was forced to dig graves oh that's where he gets his title and it's about the story of him climbing his way up into a combat soldier so that's an interesting one that i even didn't know about until i did research for this book um i learned a new appreciation for certain characters that i had known about like captain adam Mm -hmm. uh he's a time lost air force veteran which is something that i really uh connected with and then another character that a lot of people forget about who, and it's a character that I actually think is the best example of a soldier in the entire book. And that's, uh, do you know who I'm talking about if I say Isaiah Bradley? No. No. <laughs> okay, Isaiah Bradley is a character from a Marvel miniseries in the early 2000s. The miniseries is called Truth, Red, White, and Black. Okay. And he is the African-American Captain America because, and this is in Marvel continuity, hmm. They did not test the super soldier serum on white men first. They tested it on African-Americans, and he's the first one that it worked on. And the miniseries is the story of how it what happened, how he got involved in that and why nobody knows about him. And it's uh, it's an amazing, amazing miniseries. And I actually think that um, if you ever read that story, and I talk a lot th- about this a lot in the book, Isaiah's perseverance. At every turn, the military is telling him he can't be Captain America. People in the world are telling him he can't be Captain America. The world is telling him he can't be Captain America. And at every point, he does not give up, which I think is the greatest example of a soldier that I could ever think of. And that's people have asked me, like, who do I think is the best one? And I think it's Isaiah Bradley. Oh, okay. Um, I got to ask you because, um, you know, we look for a lot of, characters that we can identify with in comics and i think that's why you know there's a character for everybody out there and that's one of the reasons that this medium works as well as it does but someone that like you that's served and everything do you feel like you can relate to other veteran characters on a different level than you can other characters like is there more of a connection there for you in that way um if they're written well yes if they are uh bland cliches written by somebody who clearly has not done the research, then no. But I would think that's true for every group, not even veterans. I would think that would be true for for women and minorities and LGBTQ characters as well. Like, you know, if they come off as bad cliches, then what is there to relate to? But if there's nuggets there. And and that's, again, another thing I touch about in the book because it becomes very obvious which ones are 
thoroughly researched and which ones are just like, uh, I guess people go to war. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the way it works, right? Yeah. They uh, must like guns, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I wanted to bring up too is because uh, I, I don't get a lot of opportunity to talk to uh, talk about Spawn on this podcast because most of the other people <laughs> that we have uh, on this show aren't big fans, but I'm a big fan of Spawn and I know that you are as well. So I didn't know if he is featured at all because I mean, Al Simmons obviously was very military based, at least in the beginning. Yes. Um, so I, I, I love Spawn as an idea more than an execution. Um, and I did read Spawn comics back in the day, but oh, for sure. I, I, I fully admit that I love the art of Spawn, but the stories are very problematic. Oh, agreed. Uh, he isn't, I will tell you, Al Simmons is in the honorable mention. I have an honorable mention chapter where I like go through about 20 people that didn't get a full chapter. And Spawn is in the honorable mention chapter because they've kind of changed what branch he served in a couple of times. Oh, he yeah. was like just in a various black. When he's first introduced, I think he's just like, yeah, he's in black ops. He's he's a black ops soldier. And you're like, well, what does that mean? Yeah. And then later on, uh, they start calling him a Marine. And then later on, they start saying he's in the CIA. Yeah. So Todd I plays I, really fast and loose with a lot of that stuff. <laughs> yes. Todd is very much like, does it work? I don't. Cool. That's the story I'm writing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I wanted to make sure that if I featured that person in a chapter that they had a clearly defined or as clearly defined as I could, because there are some characters in my main chapters that I talk about where they have retconned what service they're in or they have retconned whether they are a veteran or not. John Stewart, for example, John Stewart, Green Lantern, John Stewart was not a Marine until the year 2000. Yeah. And he's created in like 1981, 82, somewhere in there. It's the Justice League cartoon that makes him a Marine. Mm -hmm. And then the comic books pick that up from there. So um, that's the reason why uh, Jon Stewart is has a full chapter and Spawn does not. Which, so, But I do talk about Spawn. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, why not, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree with you. I think I, I defend Spawn as much as I can. But it, it's one of those things that's like it, it is probably mostly nostalgia more than it is context uh but i i think like the the setup for spawn the idea of spawn is better than its execution like i think the Agreed. premise of spawn is actually a pretty neat idea of this guy that sells his soul and everything whatever but when you read it it's like yeah this was written by an artist that guy, a guy that had to learn to write on the fly basically look and i will also say this about spawn and i and i i do i i i I have a spawn action figure currently sitting in my office that I'm talking to you right now. <laughs> I, I will say this. I consider spawn to be one of the most successful independent comic books of all time. If not the most successful of all time, simply because I cannot name any other independent comic book out there that is soon to close in on 300 issues mm -hmm. still being written by the guy that, that created it from the very beginning has created multiple toy lines, has created multiple video games, has a television show and a movie. Yep, um, it's, it's an impre that, a pretty impressive. Uh, uh, lot of stuff under Todd's belt for yeah, sure. Yeah, there, there's an argument to where you might could say that Spawn is maybe the most successful Image comic of all time because of all that. I, I would I would definitely agree. I think people forget there was a period there in the '90s where Spawn was a household name. Um, like even it, like it even then. Like, like, yeah, like even like your mom knew who Spawn was. You know what I mean? Like it, he was 
just as much ingrained into the the zeitgeist as like Spider-Man or Batman was for that little period. Well, my mom knew who Spawn was because I asked her to buy me Spawn comics. So <laughs> that's how she, that's why she knew because mom, uh, mom there was only one store in my area that sold any kind of comic books and I would give her lists um, and some of them were Spawn. So when we talk about uh, military characters and comic books and stuff and different experiences that they go through, um, I don't know how... Uh, I'm trying to think of the word i don't know how like literal in your book you kind of keep it as far as like the depictions of war on you know like u.s soil or like u.s soldiers and going to war in other countries or whatever because i feel like things like tom king's mr miracle book was a really good depiction of like war on the psyche and i don't know if that's stuff that you kind of play with or if you kind of keep it more just kind of like black and white like no this is just you know u.s veterans well yes that's that is the that's the point of the book is that they're all u.s veterans okay. i don't talk about fictional wars or fictional um armies because there's no baseline for that right there is yeah, nothing sure. to con- i can't compare the army of the new gods because there is no army of the new gods but i can <laughs> compare captain america service to mine because we're both in the same branch so we should have similar experiences we should have similar training um, and even people that, you know, serve in the Marines and then in the Navy and the Air Force, like we have similar training exercises. So there I have a baseline for all of them. But, yeah, the um, parademons, I, I have nothing to compare them to. So that's a that's fair, man. <laughs> um, I guess just like from your own experiences and stuff, because I, I obviously, um, you know, I don't have any experience in in any of that. I did not serve. And I, you know, I thank people like you for your service and stuff like that. But uh, reading through something like Mr. Miracle, I was like, man, this really does feel like it. Like you can see what it is that Tom King is trying to say in that book. And so it's like, this feels like it's a pretty good depiction of at least like what war does to somebody, at least on some kind of a level. And I didn't know if that is something that you could feel like, yeah, that's fair. or Maybe not. Yeah. Uh, and many times um, Tom is at the advantage because, while he's not a U.S. service member or a U.S. veteran, Tom served in the CIA. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom and I actually have talked about this in person several times. Um, Tom and I sort of passed each other like ships in the night going to Iraq because Tom served in the back half of 2004 and a l- the briefest of moments in the beginning of 2005. And I got there in January 2005 to Iraq. So we sort of were in country almost at the exact same time. Um, so Tom's experiences, Tom has a baseline. Tom has a perspective that can um, actually be valid towards fighting and soldiers and even PTSD. Definitely. And I think that shows really in a lot of, I mean, I, think I agree. He gets, gets kind of crap for kind of, using similar themes in a lot of his books, but it, it, it does, it does show in his work very well. Mm-hmm. So I agree on that hundred percent. Um, so usually every time we have a creator on here, I, I, I ask this question to everybody and usually it's about a comic coming out. This is obviously just a regular novel book. So we got to kind of change the, the, the format of the question here a little bit. But usually what I say is I want to test your salesmanship here a little bit. And usually the way I'll sure. word it is if, if someone's going to go into a comic book shop on a Wednesday and there's you're competing with every other book that's on the shelf that particular week, um, why do you think this that book is worth someone's time? So obviously the, it has to be you know worded a little bit differently here, but 
you know, I guess take it however you'd like. But if someone's going looking for a new book to read, why yours? And then were you talking about su- Super Soldier specifically? Yes. Um, I would argue that, okay, this is the reason why you're going to walk into a comic book shop and, and, and read Super Soldiers. If any part of Captain America's arc in Avengers Endgame intrigued you or interested you or excited you or made you sad, that is because all of his character traits come from his military experience and his military training. If you would like to learn more about that as actually told by a soldier, then Super Soldiers is for you. That's great. Um, you no. mentioned earlier Try that... Tying it into current events, SEO, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned earlier that uh, you, through writing the book, you kind of grew a fondness for some characters that you maybe didn't have some before. Is there any other characters that you uh, grew maybe some... not Maybe not a negative opinion, but that you looked at in a different way through writing this book that you're like, oh, maybe I don't care for this character as much as I thought I did? I... Oh, so you want to go negative? Interesting. <laughs> um, I will say I like. Uh, I have always disliked Nuke, the okay. the, the character of Nuke. I, yeah. I think he's a badly written character. I think he he's is. a bad representation of soldiers. He's not even a real living human being. And in the research and writing of this book, I grew to hate him even more. More, <laughs> oh, wow. Um, Nuke is yeah, the worst I, part of a good story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're you're exactly right, and he's so cliche and stereotypical. Um, but again, he's a he's a huge example of a service member, and, and sadly, there's still a big contingent of the public out there that think that soldiers are like that. And um, you know, I have so that I, I hate him just because like that people think that's what people veterans are like they're nuke, and it's mm-hmm. like no, they're not nuke. You, it's just like every uh, other subsection of culture. There's different examples. Um, it's interesting. Um, I didn't really grow to hate more characters. I, I grew to love a lot of characters. Like I mentioned before, I, I, I kind of got a huge appreciation for Captain Adam. Um, and I didn't really care for Captain Adam before this. I thought he was just a giant man bathed in, in, a, in a silver bathing suit, basically. Yeah. And reading his first series and his origin, it adds a lot of depth to this character that the reason why he's so stern and so disconnected is because he lost his family. He went into the 1960s to be experimented on. He got experimented on and he woke up 30 years later and he sees his daughter fully grown up. And the last time he saw his daughter, his daughter was six and he sees his wife married to the man he hated the most in the world in the 1960s. So he, he went and did this experiment for his family. And when he wakes up, his family is completely gone. Everything he did is gone. And he's also now in a world where he completely doesn't understand. It's interesting. Captain Adam's story, especially his origin story, his original 1980s comic book issues, which I highly recommend going searching out in back issue bins because they're out of print so for a long, long time, um, really touches on the aspect of being lost in time, which is something that every service member encounters. Because when you're deployed, you do feel, especially when you go overseas, you feel like everybody's lives in America continues on and your life goes on pause. And when you come back, it's hard to unpause it or you feel like you're having to catch up for a lost year. And so I really, really um, came to kind of love Captain Adam after learning that about him. 
that that that's an interesting idea of like coming back to a world that you don't recognize anymore. Yeah, it's 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 very very powerful, and again, like it's it's something that I think Captain Adam's story, um, I think hits a little bit harder and hits a little bit better than Captain America ever has. Mm-hmm. And and you've got some uh, I know just from following your Twitter and other things like that, you've got some uh, pretty good you know reviews and stuff from people like Dan Jurgens and stuff that have read the book already. Uh, what is it like to get praise from from people like that? Amazing, dude. Of course, it's astounding. It's it's um, the fact that people that I respect and I admire their work and I I have been fans of I've fanboying of them. The fact that they have read a book of mine and they don't want to throw it in the garbage immediately <laughs> is uh, is is quite amazing. No, I um I kind of shot for the moon with these reviews. I I kind of just emailed people I were I was a big fan of, and whether they were connected to the comic books or not, I I I just emailed them and and the fun about ninety percent of the people I emailed emailed me back and gave me a positive review and gave me a positive quote. I mean, one of my favorites is uh, Joseph Malozzi, who's the executive producer of Stargate, Stargate SG One, Universe, Atlantis, and Dark Matter. And I've been a big fan of those shows for years. And the fact that he thought my book was an awesome read is uh, is 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 really great news. And it's a it's a great feeling, of course. Oh yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean. Yeah, that's that, that's got to be great, man, to have these people that, you know, you look up for. I mean, you as a creative person, obviously being inspired by other creative people to get some kind of a, uh, uh, what's the word? I guess kind of just like a a, a compliment back guess, in that guess, sense. Yeah. yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, especially Dan Aykroyd, because um, I know most people think that Dan Aykroyd is like a purely a performer, but he's also a great writer. He co-wrote the script of Ghostbusters. And I think Ghostbusters is one of the strongest movie screenplays that have ever been written. That's and, fair. Um, that's why I, 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 I kind of think maybe the reason why he gave me his time of day is because I came at him as a writer. Like, and I was like, I think your writing's amazing. And, you know, and I think most people come to him as a performer. But um, I, he's such um, a strong writer. And he's so he has such amazing thoughts. He thinks about things in a different way than most people think. So like, that was another one where I was like, Oh my God, a ghostbuster likes my book. <laughs> Holy cow. Someone like so Dan it's Aykroyd. Approved. You can, you can put that in the cereal box. Oh yeah. I mean, someone like him, I mean, he gets so much credit for just delivering the material, but people don't understand mm-hmm. that he was a part of creating the material to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So I mean, even like on like his days on SNL and stuff, I mean, he, obviously would ad lib a lot of things and help write the jokes and write So it's like, it's, he's not just the guy that's saying the funny thing. He's also helping create the funny thing mm-hmm. on the page. So, um, I, I'm really stoked for the book, man. Like you said, it's coming out what June 18th, correct? June 18th, Tuesday, June 18th. Okay. So it's, it's available for pre-order. And I know when it comes to things like Amazon and stuff, pre-ordering on books is, is a, is a big deal. Yes, same with comics too. It's a, it's the same thing. Um, all those sales are counted on the very first day. They're counted as a sale on the very first day, and especially like something in Amazon. If you pre-order the book, Amazon counts all of those pre-orders as sales on the first day. And so what that does is it allows a, a little little tiny book that is not being published by a major company like mine mm-hmm. be able to climb over other books that have ginormous publicity and publishing company deals behind them. It allows the small guys 
to climb over and that's only through pre-orders so um amazon will feature it better it just it helps books in general and i and um i would say that to everybody even in comic books if you want if you like a comic book you like a book not even mine uh pre-order it it shows those companies where you want it what you what content you want definitely we preach that quite a bit on here always yeah. you know don't don't be the guy that just walks in and buys stuff off the shelf constantly go into your shop get a get a pull list going subscribe to the books that you want to read i i i've you know i preach that pretty heavily support the creators that you like definitely you know. mm-hmm. yeah exactly 100 percent. so uh before we let you get out of here is there anything else you want to say i mean obviously we can't you know spoil too much of the book or whatever go into too much detail but uh, is there anything else you want to leave people with before we let you go um i would say again if you're if if you like comic books um super soldiers puts forward a lot of ways and new perspectives on these characters like captain marvel captain america war machines in the book both you know green lantern hal jordan that i bet the normal civilian comic book reader and i don't mean civilian as an insult i'm just saying as you know mm-hmm. have have never thought about and i think it would add a new layer and a new depth to some of these characters and maybe even improve some of the comic stories and adventures that you're reading with these characters like it will give you a brand new perspective and if you walk away from my book with a new appreciation for one of these characters or you like oh i understand that character better now then Super Soldiers has done its job. And also, uh, I mean, if you listen, if you've ever listened to my podcast, Geek History Lesson, where we teach you about characters in less than an hour, uh, Super Soldiers is basically Geek History Lesson in, in prose form. It's, it's that type of style. There's jokes and there's insight and there's lots of character history. So, you know, if you're coming at this podcast, it's like, I'm a fan of Geek History Lesson. Well, then I think you'll like Super Soldiers as well. That's great. And as someone... That's that's followed your content for quite a long time through your YouTube videos and comics like Jupiter Jet and Geek History Lesson and stuff. I, I even though I haven't read the book, I feel you know pretty confident saying I don't think there's too many people I know that are probably more passionate about comic books than Jason Inman. And the fact oh, that you man. are combining this with your personal stuff, that right there is enough. It's like I gotta at least get your take on a lot of that stuff. And so oh, thanks, I'm, I'm I'm down for all of that. I will say that putting the personal stuff in this book has kind of inspired me to maybe consider writing a book all about my time in Iraq because I'd stayed away. I'd stayed away from it for a very long time. And I think that, you know, people are responding to this book and people are really enjoying that stuff. Um, I've had a couple of people that have read the book early that have said that the Iraq, my personal stuff is their favorite parts of the book. So it's made me think like, Oh, maybe I should, tell the full story or maybe I should, you know, I'm not afraid to do that anymore. I think. Yeah. Like maybe there's something here. It's probably feels kind of good to get some of it out anyways. Right. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, just to get it out on the page and it's probably almost like a self therapy in a way. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right, cool. Well, uh, Jason, I want to thank you so much, man, for, for taking the time and thank you and coming to chat with us. I, uh, we told, uh, Ashley when we had her on the show, when we were doing Aurora and the Eagle stuff a few months back, uh, Geek History Lesson was a was a big influence on what Mary and I do here. Well, awesome. Just just this idea that like, oh man, like uh, like a nerdy couple doing something together and like just geeking out together. Stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I hadn't really seen that before. And um so uh, th- that wow. that was a big a big deal for me. Um 
first off, let me say it's an absolute pleasure to be on this podcast, guys. I appreciate you letting me come on come on here and you know talk like a nerd. I really appreciate <laughs> Thank that. Thank you for coming and on. And sec- secondly, I am I am so honored that you guys said Geek Casual Lesson inspired you because I love it. It, it I, I love we we need more creators in the universe and creating a podcast is creation. And so I love that you guys are putting your, your, your thoughts and your art and your, and your, just yourselves out into the world. I love that. I'm extremely honored that you guys said you were inspired by our podcast. Yeah, it it was, like I said, it was, it was a big influence on us. And, you know, I just, I I wanted to make sure that we, we told you because we told Ashley as well. And it it was really good just to, uh, you know, I've never got to meet either of you in person, but it was finally nice like to just get to kind of share that with you guys. Come like, to San Diego Comic-Con. We'll be there. I know. I, I need to get out there if one of only. these times, man. I know. <laughs> I do. One of these days. But uh, uh, but usually we end the show, we do what we call weekly picks. And so it doesn't have to be something that came out this week. But uh, Jason, what are you reading right now that you're digging that you think people should be checking out? What's a good comic that's out right now? Oh, man. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, um, the one that's, that sticks in my head that I read actually this week is deceased number two. Oh, Tom Taylor. Yes. Um, I'm probably the biggest Tom Taylor cheerleader in the world. <laughs> I, I think he is so criminally underrated. He's such a fantastic writer. Everything he writes turns to diamond. It's so good. I agree. And I wish um, one of the big two companies would just be like, here's our universe play. Because the ideas that this man, because I, I, will, I will say this, injustice, okay, Superman goes crazy and he, and he takes over the world. On paper, that idea sounds so dumb. But you read his injustice comic book and you're like, this is amazing. Decease is like, okay, zombies fight Batman. Sounds dumb. Yeah. But reading Deceased, it's amazing. It's so good and tom taylor is knocking out of the park um even if you might be against zombie stories i think tom taylor injects injects excuse me Mm -hmm. enough character into the book that you don't care it's such a character-based horror story and that's that's hard to do in horror so that's why that's one of the best that was the the most recent comic book that i've read that i was like this is awesome i honestly uh, couldn't agree anymore i think injustice should have been a pile of garbage Honestly, <laughs> not not because it's a bad premise by any means, but it's just like this idea of like a video game tie-in comic book shouldn't have been worth anybody's time, and the fact that he made it not only readable but very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he deserves a trophy for that. And then also, I mean, like I was blown away by X Men Red. I hadn't cared about the X Men in a long time, and that was the first book for. I was bummed that it only got eleven issues, but I was like, this is actually really good. Mm-hmm. That uh, X Men Red was great. Yeah. So yeah, I agree. Tom Taylor needs needs more love. I think he's he's getting there though. I think a lot of more people are starting to pay attention to his stuff. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I again, it's one of those things where um, he needs all the monies and and all the jobs. Cool. So one last time, Super Soldiers is coming out on the 18th. Make sure you guys go pre order that on Amazon. It's going to be in Barnes Noble and probably most other bookstores. I would imagine. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it's available basically in every place you can you can order it, including independent bookstores. They can order the book for you, and comic book stores can order this book for you. I you may walk into a comic book store and they'd be like, "We can't order you a book." They can because there's a service called Ingram that works through Diamond Publishing, 
and it can order prose books. So you can order my book through a comic book store. It is possible. Uh, basically everywhere uh, you can order. But Amazon is like one of the most powerful ways to order. If you're, if you're like, I want to order at the place that will make the most difference, Amazon is the one to do it. For sure. And guys, check out Geek History Lesson. Check out uh, the YouTube stuff, which is at Jawin on YouTube. Check out all the other stuff. If you haven't read Jupiter Jet, check that out, which he co-wrote with Ashley. It's just fantastic. Also just on a, Amazon. Yeah, just a great all-ages story. I had such a blast reading that book. Thanks, that was, man. That was a book that, like, uh, you know, uh, our kids are pretty young still, but it's like that's a book I can see sharing with my kids here in a couple of years when they're, you know, a little more acceptable to it. Oh, that's amazing. I'm excited. I, would, I always love to hear that kids might enjoy Jupiter Jet. And we've been told by a lot of kids that they really dig it. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's easy to see why. So make sure you guys are checking out Jason's stuff. And yeah, go pre-order Super Soldiers, man. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited to get my hands on it. I don't even really read too many like book books anymore. <laughs> but uh, this is one of those that I'm like, I need to read this. I need to check this out. <laughs> so Awesome. Uh, Jason, man, thank you so much for giving us the time. Thank you. No, well, my, my pleasure. Thank you guys so much for uh, having me guest on your show. Make sure you guys are following us everywhere on social media, which is Fortress of Comitude Podcast on Facebook and FOC underscore podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we got our Dark Phoenix review also up this week, so check that out if you haven't checked that out. And we'll be back next week with another podcast. Until next time, my name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. And so long, guys. <laughs>